Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Playmakers. Today we're going to be going over my top 12 wide receiver rankings for the 2021 season. In my last video, we went over the top 12 running backs, so if you haven't seen that, go check it out. But these are going to be the top receivers. These are the guys who are probably going to get drafted between maybe the middle of the first round to maybe early third or the middle of the third. And these guys can be huge helps to your team. They can win you those weeks, put up huge numbers, and they can really help you get to that championship. So let's get right into it. At number 12, I have Allen Robinson. Now, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little disappointed that he's going back to the Bears. I mean, Allen Robinson, his whole career has been playing with Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky, basically. Those are the two main guys. And that's a pretty brutal QB lineup to have to deal with. But despite this, Allen Robinson has just been very consistent for fantasy football. He might not be a guy who's going to go out and give you 30-plus points you know, in a given week, but he has a very high floor. He's going to get a ton of targets, and he's just going to be pretty solid for you. Last year, he was number three in targets with 151 and finished at number four in receptions with 102. Now, with Andy Dalton coming in, I do consider that a tiny bit of an upgrade from Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. So, Allen, once again, very solid. If Allen Robinson is your wide receiver one, I think he's a very dependable option. At number 11, I have Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas was one of the tougher guys to rank uh, among all these wide receivers, and it's really because of the huge difference between his 2019 to 2020 season. His 2019 season was absolutely incredible. He averaged 23.4 PPR points per game, but man, his 2020 was absolutely terrible. He dealt with injuries, he got suspended by the Saints, he got absolutely babied in the playoffs by Carlton Davis. He's going out on Twitter calling him Slant Boy, just absolutely burying him. And there's just a lot of uncertainty here with the Saints offense. I think Thomas benefited greatly from Breeze. You know, Thomas isn't a guy who's going to take the top off the defense. He's more of those like slant, kind of shorter routes. It's not a, it's not a shot at Michael Thomas. That's what he's good at. And it's a really respectable skill set. But it just fit Breeze very well. He was just a target hog. He was getting a ton of opportunities and I just don't know if that's going to be there with Winston and Hill. I think he's still going to be a great receiver but I just don't know if he has that real top three wide receiver upside that he had in previous years. At number 10 I have Julio Jones and man some people are really off of Julio Jones this year and I think it's kind of crazy. It kind of hurts to even rank him this low at number 10. From 2014 to 2019 Julio missed four total games and then last year, he gets a hamstring injury. He tries to play through it. He struggles, but still plays pretty well. And then eventually, they're not in contention anymore. They shut him down. He missed nine games last year, and people are automatically saying, oh, he's old, he's washed. He still averaged 16.2 PPR points per game, and that was playing through injury. So I really think at number 10 here, Julio Jones could be a huge value. I still think he has a lot of juice left in the tank. The only thing that could kind of change this for me is the draft. If the Falcons go out there and they draft Justin Fields or another quarterback and then they ship off Matt Ryan and kind of go into a rebuild, that's when Julio Jones is really going to drop for me because now you're asking a rookie quarterback to support two uh, wide receiver ones with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. That's where I'm going to lean off a little bit. At number nine, I have DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, I've seen him as like the number five. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. He hasn't really done anything for me that has warranted me putting him that high. 
Last year, he averaged 17 points per game. He got off to a pretty hot start, but kind of fell off towards the end of the season as Russell Wilson started to fall off, which is seemingly a trend for Wilson. He starts off pretty hot, and then he kind of cools off towards the end of the year. The Seahawks have also come out and said that they are committed to running the ball more this year. So you're telling me DK Metcalf's going to be receiving less targets now? That's just something that makes me skeptical and really kind of limits me from putting him up there as a top tier wide receiver one. And I understand that me ranking him at number nine, I'm probably not going to have many shares of DK Metcalf this year. At number eight, I have Justin Jefferson. Wow, Justin Jefferson absolutely balled out as a rookie. 88 receptions for 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns. Those are absolutely absurd numbers for a rookie. I honestly think that Justin Jefferson can improve on these numbers. He's shown that he's incredibly talented, and he even got off to a slow start. His first two games, he didn't even really do anything. He didn't break out until that week three. Adam Thielen caught 14 touchdowns last year, which was five more than he had ever caught in any other season. So I kind of see that number coming down, and I really think that opens up things for Justin Jefferson even more this year. He averaged 17.1 PPR points per game, and I think that can improve, which is why I have him here at number eight. At number seven, I have Keenan Allen. He was going as a wide receiver 20 to like 24 last year. People were pretty concerned about Tyrod Taylor and even Justin Herbert, and those concerns were pretty warranted. But I mean, Justin Herbert went out his rookie year and absolutely killed it. I don't think anyone should be concerned about that anymore. And with Keenan Allen being the number one on that team, I'm really excited for what he can do in 2021. He averaged 17.5 points per game in 2020, and that was with a bad week one with Tyrod Taylor, and then an injury at the end of the year. So Justin Herbert just elevates this offense, and with Hunter Henry leaving, that just opens up more opportunities for Keenan Allen. At number six, I have Calvin Ridley. Now it might seem crazy to have two wide receivers from the same team in the top 10, but I really think it's warranted. Calvin Ridley absolutely balled out last year. He averaged 18.8 points per game overall, and A lot of people are going to say, oh, he did that because Julio was injured. And while that is partially true, in the games where Julio was out, Calvin Ridley still averaged 17.45 fantasy points per game. I mean, that's incredibly consistent, and that's why I think Calvin Ridley is here to stay. He's still only improving. He's very young, and he's a super safe option going into next year, and a guy that I think I'm going to have a lot of shares in this year because I think he could fall into the early third, maybe even later third, and I will absolutely be targeting him there every day of the week. At number five, I have A.J. Brown. And I think A.J. Brown is kind of a guy who's developed this reputation as a boomer bust, but he pretty consistently puts up huge numbers. He's a big play guy, but it's not like one week he gets one reception for five yards and the next week he goes five for 130 and a touchdown. He is pretty consistently hitting those big plays. He averaged 17.2 points per game last year, which is very solid. But he played through knee injuries that could have ruled him out for the whole season in week two. He played through a ton of pain and was still an absolute beast. Also, Jonu Smith, Corey Davis, and Adam Humphreys are all gone from the Titans, and they've just brought in Josh Reynolds so far. I wouldn't be surprised if they get a guy in the draft, but I mean, wow, that is just a ton of targets that have opened up for A.J. Brown, and I expect a huge year from him this year. DeAndre Hopkins comes in at number four for me. And last year, people were a little bit concerned about how he would fit with the Cardinals, but he absolutely balled out. In his first year, he averaged 18 points per game. That's super impressive. Going into a new offense with a new quarterback and to put up that kind of production is pretty incredible. So I really only expect him to improve this year, and that's why he's my number four. He's very solid. You could argue him maybe up at number three. 
him versus Stefan Diggs. But this is where I land on him, and I think he's going to be a probably high second-round pick this year. At number three, I have Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is another guy who switched teams, and I mean, Stefan Diggs was going late in 2020 drafts. Obviously not like back end of the rounds, but from what he ended up producing, it was insane how low he was going. Diggs averaged 20.5 points per game last year in his first season with Josh Allen. I mean, Diggs absolutely established himself as the alpha. He was number one in targets in the NFL. Hopkins was behind him in number two. And really, I don't expect this to fall. The Bills got rid of John Brown, but brought in Emmanuel Sanders. So, I mean, I think that kind of just cancels itself out. And I think Stephon Diggs is set up for another huge year this year. At number two, I have Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill was kind of known as a boomer bust guy early in his career. But last year, I think he really proved himself as a very consistent fantasy option. There was only one game last year where he scored under 10 points per game. That is insane consistency. The guys attached to Patrick Mahomes, which you know you know he's just going to ball out every week. That offense is incredibly explosive, and he averaged 21.9 points per game last year. I expect him to be around this again and be a top-tier fantasy asset. All right, at number one, this is kind of a no-brainer for me, Devontae Adams. The man averaged 25.6 points per game last year. That's absurd. I mean, he could drop three points and likely still finish as the wide receiver one. He was number four in targets, number one in target share. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was just hitting him all the time. And the Packers have not shown a willingness to bring in any other weapons. So Devontae Adams is likely going to operate as the number one without really a number two. He was also number one in red zone targets. And while Rodgers is likely to show a little bit of touchdown regression just due to his absolutely huge 2020 year, Devontae Adams has room to lose some of those touchdowns. I mean, he had 18 touchdowns in 14 games, still led the NFL. And so even if he you know, scores 16 touchdowns, 14 touchdowns, he could still finish as the wide receiver one pretty easily. I think Devontae Adams' huge 2020 sets him up to be picked as a mid-first round guy. And I don't know if I'm there yet. I'm a big fan of getting my running backs early, but I mean, he's definitely tempting just because he has so much upside. All right, to recap this list, at number 12, I have Allen Robinson. Number 11, Michael Thomas. Julio Jones comes in at number 10. DK Metcalf at number 9. Number 8 is Justin Jefferson. Keenan Allen at number 7. Calvin Ridley is number 6. At number 5, A.J. Brown. DeAndre Hopkins at number 4. Number 3, Stephon Diggs. Number 2, Tyreek Hill. And number one, Devontae Adams. If you guys like the video, uh, if you could like and even subscribe, that would be a huge help to the channel. I've already done the running back rankings. I'm going to be coming out with quarterback rankings and tight end rankings in the next couple days. We're going to be getting into some dynasty stuff, free agency recaps, start to look at the NFL draft, and much more. Uh, So thank you guys for watching. Uh, See you next time.